0: Of the cops theme song. Well, anyways, I'm Big John. This is Americana the American Way. Uh, just was thinking about something the other day and wondering to myself how many times I've interacted with police in my lifetime. Um there would be a, Never been somebody like. Never been a, a hardened criminal or um, in a lot of trouble. Uh, by the way, you can find me on Parlor at the Real Big John. Um, but I count I count up as many as I could remember, not including times I. not including times that I um, worked at the courthouse or in politics or something like that. I've had a lot of interactions with police. Uh, 22 is the number that I can remember off the top of my head. And I'm like, how am I still alive how did I survive this well let me give you a survival guide rule number one don't be an idiot out, we got rule number one out of the way, let me explain what some of these interactions were, um, the first one that popped into my head, me and my friend Aaron, uh, uh, I have a lot of friends named Aaron, so I don't narrow it down, we were out walking the streets after curfew, and I think Aaron might have been 20, I was like, 18 or 19 Well, Aaron would have been more than 20 then it don't matter. We were out late We were both old enough to be out past curfew. All right, my town There's a 10 o'clock curfew. I think they extend it to 11 in the summer times Just depending on what's going on Uh, We were walking up through town Aaron had some personal problems He was crashing with me and my family but he wanted to get out and walk that night. So we went for a walk after dark. It might've been around midnight, something, I don't know. Um, and then uh, there was a police officer with a car par- parked off the street. She stopped us. Hey, what are you guys doing out walking the street? How old are you? What's your names? Where do you live? Um, Aaron had ID to prove his age. He's a few years older than me. Um, but I didn't have ID cause I, I just, I mean, I had to have had a, I had some kind of ID, but I didn't have it with me. I wasn't like at an age where I carried a wallet and stuff with me all the time. Um, whatever, no problem, you know, what's your name, where do you live, you know, I live on such and such street, you know, why are you guys out walking, well, we couldn't sleep, you know, so, no problem, she let us continue our stroll through town, we weren't bothering anybody, but she was just checking, see what was going on, why are these two young men walking the street at night, you know, it's a small town of three, four thousand people, maybe at the time, You know, they kind of roll the streets up at night unless you're up to no good. Um, I've had five, uh, speeding tickets, (laughs) oopsie, (laughs) um, one illegal U-turn, three other traffic violations, uh, police have been to my house to help, uh, aid in medical situations five times for my grandparents, uh. <clears throat> one night we in my town we have uh an all class reunion where everybody that graduated comes back and has one big reunion. And uh they were they were closing the bars down. It was like I don't know, whatever, two AM, two thirty. The police were going bar to bar. All right, bar's closed. Let's go. Everybody out. Go home. Um, and somebody stumbled out of the bar, dropped their beer on the street. The police took care of him. Uh, they, they tased the guy. And in, in my infinite wisdom and maybe having a few adult beverages in me, I yelled, tase him. And the officer said, move it along. Go home. Keep moving. And it was the same lady officer that stopped me and my friend Aaron like 10 years, 15 years earlier. And uh, I'm sorry, sorry, and moved it along. There's a key thing. Obey orders of the police. Another tip to surviving an interaction with police. Um couple times, uh, twice, I can remember uh, my mother's car getting uh, broken into or she left the doors unlocked and people were walking by checking door handles, hers was unlocked, they grabbed whatever they could grab, stupid little things like my, my basketball out of the back seat, Uh, A a paper rose that somebody made out of a napkin. They folded a napkin up, you know, like origami style. And gave to my mom. Um, And then some change that she kept in her ashtray. Back when cars had ashtrays. Um, That happened twice. Um, My goofy neighbor, he had a little um, some kind of ceramic decoration in his yard, and it broke, and he thought that some kids across the street came into his yard and broke something, I don't know, that was stupid, uh, and they were at my house twice for medical assistance with me, uh, when I thought I was having heart attacks, but I was actually having severe panic attacks, So 22 in all, uh, survived every one of them. Number one, I'm not a violent, hardened criminal with warrants. Two, I listen to the police. I don't resist arrest. I don't jump up and down and carry on and throw a tantrum. Um, A lot of these traffic stops, uh, I think only one of them resulted in a traffic ticket. The other ones maybe there was one or two more that I've forgotten but um they resulted in the police officer giving me a seat belt ticket um you know I'm polite with the officers hey man I'm sorry I know I I I know I messed up um you know I was kind of in a hurry to get home or I was just I just drive too fast I'm sorry officer you know stuff like that, you know one time uh, I was in Ohio, and I thought I think the speed limit was, it was in no I was in Pennsylvania, pardon me, but I live in Ohio, so on the interstates in Ohio, the speed limit was seventy well, Pennsylvania didn't raise their speed limits when uh the national fifty five mile an hour limit was taken away, they kept it at uh 70. I think well, it doesn't matter. The speed limit was 55 where I was going. I thought it would be at least 65. So I was going 70. Uh the state trooper pulled me over. He said, "Hey, you know, uh you know, I was nice to him. I had my license, insurance, and registration out as soon as he walked up next to the car. I said, hey, you know, he was standing on the traffic side of the car. I was like, hey, man, you got enough room over there? Be careful. And uh, he was surprised at my politeness. So he knocked a few miles an hour off of the speeding ticket. I think he knocked it down from like 70 to 65 or something. He said, that'll save you points on your license and it will be less of a fine. Um, it, you know, one time, I mean, I was, I, I was going like 60 and a 40, which should have gotten me a ticket. And the officer's like, Oh, I see you're not wearing your seatbelt. And I'm like, Oh, I'm sorry. You know, I was daydreaming, looking around. Um, I took my seatbelt off cause I had to reach for my wallet, you know? And so he went back to the car for a while. He's probably thinking, should I write this ticket or not? And he's like, okay, I'll just give you a warning this time. So, I mean, if you're polite to the officers, you can make them laugh. You know, they're going to work with you and be nice to you, at least in my experience. um, You know, one officer, when I first got my license, I was like 25 years old and all my friends drove, like, well, they say they all drove 80 miles an hour or something. And the speed limit on the highways was 65. Uh, and so I was like, oh, I'll go 80. I can get away with doing 80, blah, blah. I used to drive too stupid fast. My um, well, kind still do push the 80 mile an hour limit. Now that the speed limit's 70, but this is why. The trooper that was giving me my first speeding ticket was uh, like, look, if you stay, he said, we have uh, what's called the 10 mile an hour rule. Or at least I call it the 10 mile an hour rule, he says. As long as you're you know, about 9 miles an hour over, we're not going to pull you over. If you're 11 miles an hour over, we're going to stop you. So, I- I've always followed that. I always stay, you know, eight or nine miles an hour within the speed limit Um haven't gotten a ticket uh at least not for speeding uh there was one night i was out doing my thing working and uh i missed an exit so i made a u-turn in in ohio and i think it's other states too they have kind of Places cut out in the median where the cops can make a U-turn or emergency vehicles can turn around um, instead of going all the way to the next exit. Well, I made a U-turn in there. and I wasn't supposed to. And it was the biggest drinking night of the year, the night before Thanksgiving. And the trooper said, hey, you know, uh, you can't do that. I didn't know he was like two cars behind me when i did it or else i wouldn't have did it um but he's like you know where are you going have you been drinking i'm like no i'm just a a a ride share driver and I'm, you know out helping people it was my last ride of the night i'm kind of tired i missed the exit and i was trying to take a shortcut i'm sorry um you know and um I think he he still had the impression that I'd been drinking, because he asked me a couple, three times, how much I'd had to drink. I said, but I'm not drinking. I'm a I'm a rideshare driver." So, uh, but that interaction went well, and I think he actually felt bad giving me the ticket because I was being so polite. And I, you know, he said, you, know, you can come to court and contest this on such and such a date." And I'm like, nah, officer, I'll just pay the fine. I know I I messed up. Uh like I said, I'm just kind. Of, last ride of the night, I'm kinda of tired and stuff like that. So but twenty two times I've interacted with police. Um some of those times it was medical emergencies they were helping us on. Some of those times it was me doing something. Uh you know, like a little traffic violation of some sort. Um, but the thing is, don't be a felon. Don't commit major crimes. Don't have warrants. Don't be high on drugs and trying to pass, you know, fake $20 bills. You know? We don't know that that person knew he was passing a fake 20 But, you know, it, he was acting up in the store when they asked him to give back the pack of cigarettes he bought with the fake 20 he may or may not had a mouthful of dope they found pills in the police cruiser with his dna on them well the dna didn't get there unless it was in his mouth (laughs) you know your dna just don't fall out the sky while you're in the back of the police cruiser and jump onto whatever pill it can find but uh, this Kimberly, Kimberly Potter, the officer uh, in the latest police shooting, uh, I think she's she's being unjustly tried. I know she's going to get convicted out of because uh, she's a victim of the times, just like Derek Chauvin is going to get convicted uh, as a victim of the times. They have to find these people guilty of something. Uh, but if you follow a a website called legalinsurrection.com they have a lot of the flub ups that the prosecution has made against Derek Chauvin Uh, today there was almost a mistrial declared because the defense went and put in evidence that um the or no, the prosecution put in evidence that the defense had not had time to go over. So you're not allowed any surprises when you're the prosecution. Well, they threw one in there today anyways. So they got close to a mistrial being declared because and the judge warned them ahead of time not to enter this evidence and they did it anyways. And then he called a sidebar, I guess. Um, this, you know, little punk, Dante Wright, you know, maybe the kid could have turned his life around, he was only 20 years old, but how many lives did he hurt? Well, we know he hurt the life of, you know, Kimberly Potter, who was nothing but an outstanding officer from all accounts that I've been reading. She made a mistake, uh, under a stressful situation, but don't cause the police stress. Don't fight the police. They don't know if you're getting in your car to grab a gun or anything else. It was a justifiable homicide, in my opinion. Um, so, and they doxed her address. The radical left wing assholes out there put her address out on the internet. Um, so that people could go to her house and harass her, kill her, uh, whatever, assault her, burn her house down, whatever these maniacs do. Uh, I think they did the same thing to the, uh, what's it called, Brooklyn Center Police Chief too. So uh, her address is on her um, arrest warrant. And I saw the warrant online. So I sent her a, a card of encouragement. You know, thank you for serving your community. You know, some other, uh, I think I put a, I found a police officer's prayer online and I put that in the card. Um, But I'm also sending a a card of thank you to my local police department. And why don't we all do that? Why don't we all, you know, send them a thank you card. Thanks for protecting and serving. You know? I mean, firemen, policemen, the military, they all have, like, the most difficult jobs. And they put their lives on the line for us. And if they're not perfect they're the worst person on earth they're the biggest most criticized people you know and it's not easy um you know i watch a a lot of brandon tatum on youtube he's a commentator um talks a lot about policing and current events and such you know he thinks he's the perfect officer you know if he was at the George Floyd scene, it wouldn't have got to this point. George Floyd would have been in the back of that cruiser. Uh, if he was at this Dante Wright shooting, you know Dante wouldn't have gotten that out of control and you know all this and that. Everyone's an expert, you know when the police or firemen or the army uh, make a mistake. You ain't no expert, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I like Brandon Tatum's commentary, and he's very insightful on a lot of stuff. But he was an officer for like six years. This woman was an officer for 26 years, Kimberly Potter. Um, And she, you know, fucked up. But the person that she shot was a bigger fuck up than she was. And his her, his parents are on TV crying and all this stuff. Maybe if you were better parents, your kid wouldn't have been in this situation. Maybe if you were better parents, he wouldn't have choked a woman and held her at gunpoint over $800. That's what one of the warrants was for. Maybe if you were better parents, he would have spent some of that money he was flashing on getting a new tag for his car so the police wouldn't have pulled him over in the first place but you know he's the saint and the officer is the center you know why is it we we keep seeing one picture of Dante Wright over and over again picture of him wearing that nice bull, that nice Chicago hat holding his baby up at the baby's one year birthday or something Well, I see that picture in all the news reports, I should say. I've done other research and seen plenty of pictures of him with big wads of 20s fanned out. Maybe he has a good job. But I also see pictures of videos of him smoking pot and playing with guns, waving guns at a camera. But he's an innocent little saint. George Floyd had a rap sheet a mile long. You know, held a woman at gunpoint, committed a what do you call that? Home invasion. Uh, The first story was the woman was pregnant. Oh, she wasn't. Her 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 small child was in the room though, while he and his friends were robbing her house. But you know, he's Angel George and Saint George. Even though he was, you know, high as a kite on meth and fentanyl uh, and other things, and he had been doing them for a while, because the the arteries in his heart showed, you know, severe narrowing. So that's a sign that he had been doing drugs for a long time, or it, it could have been from smoking cigarettes too, but you know. But, you know, the the criminal is always the saint now and the officer is always the sinner. So I don't understand how I've had these 22 police interactions and lived. I I guess I'm just either a genius or I'm lucky. I don't know. But, you know, don't resist arrest. Don't break the damn law to begin with. Don't be a violent criminal. Don't have... uh, Illegal guns. Don't commit crimes involving guns uh, or knives or sporks or you know nail files or whatever you know else you can find to rob somebody with. Don't be a criminal and don't be an asshole, and the police will let you go. And if you're not a criminal and an asshole, send your local police officer a thank you card. Tonight I was coming home and. There was a cop driving down the street, kind of slow. And I know my local cops pretty well because I've been, like I said, active in politics and worked at courthouses and whatever. Um, I waited cause it looked like a police cruiser, but I couldn't quite tell because it was dark and stuff. And the cars are, police cruisers are black. All black. And anyway... Uh, it was one of the officers that I knew, and I waved to him, and he yelled out the window at me, and I yelled back, hey, what's up, eh, you know, and, you know, what did it hurt to be nice to a cop? Nothing. You know, if I screw up, I screw up, they'll give me a ticket or whatever they have to do. Why is this so damn difficult, and it... And then we turn it into the police officer's fault. Come on. There ain't been a damn one of these. Well, maybe one. Somewhere out there. Where the person was perfectly innocent, sweet, saint. And they got shot or hurt or beat up by a cop. There was a fuck up. But very rarely is that the case. Usually it's completely the opposite is the one who gets shot that's got the criminal record that's fighting the police beating up the police <laughs> like the the dear sweet angel that took a nap in the wendy's parking lot well the truth is he was passed out drunk in the wendy's drive-through line and he beat the crap out of the cops and then he tried to shoot the officer with their own taser and then a, a split second the officer shot at him well you know he was half turned around when the officer shot and as the officer squeezed the trigger in a matter of seconds the guy turned completely with his back to the officer the guy had to have been partially facing the officer ...in order to fire the taser at him if you watch the video. You know. But it takes a second for your brain to tell your finger to pull the trigger. And in that second the guy was able to turn back around and continue his running. That's how he got shot in the back. You know, if the message traveled faster from the cop's brain to his finger... The guy would have got shot in the side. But anyways, yeah, it's always the cop's fault. It's never the criminal's fault. Nope, never. Somehow I've survived twenty-two interactions. Don't be an asshole. Don't break the law. Be polite. What else can I tell? What other advice can I give you, Iron? Uh, don't be a. I gotta clean my language up. Don't be a jerk, don't be rude to the cops. Don't resist arrest, don't beat up the cops. Don't do drugs. Don't commit crimes. And you'll be okay. You you can you too. You too can have 22 police interactions in your lifetime and it may be higher, there may be some I forgot and live. So this is your survival guide to surviving 22 or more interactions with police officers. Don't be a criminal. Don't resist arrest. (laughs) Don't do drugs. Well, that's part of not being a criminal, I guess. You know, obey commands. Obey the officer's commands. And you'll be all right worst thing that happens is you end up in court worst thing that happens you have to pay a fine or if you're a real criminal you're going to go to jail anyways if you're a druggie or uh, choking a woman over $800 or if you're passing a $20 bill and you're popping speed balls on top of whatever else you've already done for the day um you know if you don't do any of those things you'll be all right 22 interactions with the police in my lifetime and still alive because i wasn't a hardened criminal i didn't resist arrest didn't put the police in the position where they would have to arrest me and i obeyed their orders what's so hard Till next time folk pray for one another thank y'all for listening y'all have a good good old day